the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and it's so wonderful to be with you. I'm so humbled, and I feel so privileged to just be here and sharing, you know, what the Lord has on my heart right now, and it's something that really is strong for me because I went to church on Sunday and I haven't been for a while because I bought a house and I've been going back and forth and just it hasn't worked out and I'm not um, proud of that but it is what it is and I missed it. I missed being in the church home. I missed seeing people that I'm used to seeing and hearing my pastor talk and just the message and the worship was so wonderful and what he was talking about was empathy. Now a lot of times people don't know what empathy even is. And so I wanted to share that with you of what it is and, and some aha moments I had during the Sunday service. So uh, we printed out something to kind of give you some background. What better way to represent our Lord and serve others than with the gift of empathy? And there's something that I have even on my Facebook, and it says this. It's one of my favorite sayings, and it says, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. And that is so true, and that is part of empathy. And I didn't realize that, but it's true. And another thing that I say quite often is work longer and harder at understanding others because a lot of the times we are spending more time getting our message across or our feelings across, and we want to be understood. But God wants us to seek to, be, to understand others more than to be understood. And that is serving our neighbor and loving our neighbor. And that's what we're called to do. So empathy is arguably one of the most advanced of all communication skills. Putting ourselves in someone else's place can be extremely difficult, if not impossible. Sometimes in other circumstances are so foreign to us, we often cannot fathom what they are going through. For instance, I've never known what it feels like to go hungry. Sure, I've been really famished and have even used the phrase, I'm starving. Side note, I always talk about that, that you're not starving. You might be hungry, but you're not starving. But I have always been able to satisfy this need, even if it's running into a gas station for an overpriced granola bar. It would be awful to be hungry, I mean really hungry, and I feel bad for the countless starving people on this planet. But do I have empathy? Not really. Because I really can't relate on that level. I just can't. If I had true empathy for starving people, I would give all my extra money to ministries and soup kitchens instead of spending five bucks on a coffee drink. I'm reading this because I won't spend coffee. I won't spend five dollars on coffee. And you guys that have listened to me for a while, you know that about me. I'm not a Starbucks fan. So don't shoot the messenger. I just 
I don't really like Starbucks coffee and I don't want to spend $5. I'll go to coffee. I'll go to McDonald's for a dollar. They have a special right now in case you didn't know. This makes me feel ashamed. So why don't I donate my coffee money? Why isn't sympathy enough motivation? While I haven't gone hungry, I have had a lot of tragedy in my life. Loss, pain, sorrow have often been companions in my earthly walk. I've been many times crying out to God, wondering why my life has taken dark turns. Often, the answer comes back to me when a friend is sharing her struggles or his struggles. Because of the hardships the Lord has allowed in my life, I'm able to feel more than sympathy and give my friend the gift of empathy. It's a hard one Precious gift, and as with sea glass, it is sometimes the buffeting of life that makes us beautiful. After all, we don't walk down the beach searching for shards of shiny glass. We want to collect pieces that are frosted and smoothed by the trials of the sea. You know, when I was younger, about 10, my mom and dad decided to get a divorce. And I know there's a lot watching and listening right now that have experienced this. And even if you have a family of origin, you have a a family that is not functioning at full capacity, we all have this sense of security just knowing mommy and daddy, even if they're fighting, they're in the house. And we know that there's something to do with that that's a little secure, even if it's not real happy and comfortable. And because of what I went through in my own childhood divorce of experiencing it from a child, I can relate to those that are going through it as a child or as an adult now going through it as an adult of going through this on my own. I I had said I would never do this. I would never go through one. Um, But sometimes things just you can't fix. You can't. You can't change what happens. You just can't. So, but where I'm going with that is things that we personally have gone through that we've cried and we've just been on the down and out. It makes us more sensitive and vulnerable to those that might be going through similar things. And we all have a story. We all have pains that we've experienced. But those pains or those trials, is what's caused us to be able to experience this thing called empathy. So it helps us to draw near to the Lord, to that relationship. Hi, Todd. It helps us to understand that there is something higher, there's something bigger out there. Because sometimes when we're in our lowest and we feel like we just can't pick ourselves up, There is something there that's picking us up. And it could be a friend. It could be, you know, just somebody that comes in our life for a time. Can you picture somebody right now when you look back over your lives and you say, that person was somebody that came into my life and now is not currently in my life, but they came in for a specific purpose. And they were like an angel that just appeared when we needed that, whatever that was. So empathy. I was talking to a friend just the other day 
that was experiencing going through a divorce. And she was she started to share with me how she was feeling and all of the unknowns. This whole trial and this whole new journey that she was facing. And because of my trial and my journey, I was able to just go right alongside her. And it just, for her, it just gave her a feeling of she wasn't alone. And I could feel a lot of what she was feeling, and she could feel that. So for those of you that have gone through struggles and you understand that other people might be struggling, but you might not know what their struggles are, I'm going to encourage you right now that if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, allow yourself to be vulnerable in the sense that you don't have to keep that to yourself. For instance, I had an abortion, another one of my not happy experiences, and what a journey, and the journey just began when I made the decision and actually went through the process. And at the time, it was the only decision I thought there was. But going through that had so many ramifications that I can't even begin to tell you right now. But now I'm able to utilize that experience to help other people, other women, young and old, that are going through that decision-making process, that situation of either at the beginning stages or even the recovery of that secret, not wanting anybody to know. And the thing that I've learned more than anything is by me allowing myself to be transparent, and I'm not proud of what some of the decisions, but by me allowing myself to be transparent and letting these not-so-pretty things be known, what it's done is it's helped other people realize that I still am loved by my Heavenly Father, and I'm still here, and I'm smiling, and I'm happy, and there is a life after this. And there was this big struggle I had of unworthiness that I didn't deserve God's love. I didn't understand. I didn't deserve anyone to think anything of me other than that I was less than. And in that, God pulled me out of that with people that he brought in my life. So what I'm trying to say is, if there are things that you've been through and you've been holding on to it, if you open up and you let other people know, a lot of the times you can be helping somebody with your not-so-fun stories that can help other people get out of a painful situation or just the unworthiness. For those that are tuning in for the first time, this is pretty heavy. Um, this is the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I've been doing the show. I'm really struggling with about to cough, so I'm sorry. Um, but if you're just tuning in, I've been doing this radio show for over eight years, which is amazing. And I have a TV show on LA 36. So if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for doing so. And uh, I just want you to know that I'd like for you to share the show with other people. And I want you to know about this website that I've spent a lot of money, a lot of time on. It's called the com site. How original. 
And when you go there, there is a lot of information, both free and not free. And there's also now a new page. And this new page is to help you if you need to make extra money. There are some things that uh, you can um, join and you can make extra money if you're at home or whatnot, if you just need extra money. And they're products that I've been using for a long time that I believe in, that I endorse, that I use. There's lipstick and there's my Sunrider tea that I've been using for over 25 years. People say, how do you stay so healthy? And I think I think my tea is one of those reasons why I feel so energetic all the time. I can't give it all the credit. I think I was just born with this energy. But... Uh, uh, you can go on there and you can check it out. And I have some new products that I'm going to bring on. Uh, we have you send out cards. Linda Zeller, a good friend of mine, she turned me on to it a long time ago. And uh, I'm still using them for business and for pleasure uh, for my personal life. Uh, it's really a great product. And Sunrider and uh, Syngenics, which is the lipsticks and makeup. And uh, I can't remember. I have other products too. So go on there. Oh, Herbalife. I'm one of the first 20. I can't believe that, but I'm one of the first 20. Uh, people that started the Herbalife program a long time ago with Mark Hughes. Anyway, getting back to empathy. Empathy is a good thing, and it's something that uh, by letting letting that all out and helping other people get through trying times, I just feel like uh, I've had breakthrough by me allowing myself to be real and exposed. There's been breakthrough in my life, and there's a freedom that comes from letting these things be known. So love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean exactly? To love thy neighbor as thyself. The definition of empathy, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is the feeling that you understand and share another person's experiences and emotions. It's hard to put yourself in someone else's place when no, there's no point of reference. But as God allows certain experiences in our lives, we don't have to imagine empathy because we feel it automatically. Hi, Fred, how are you? Long time no see. You're such a wonderful guy. I love you. You're great. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 12, 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. We are taught as Christians to share our neighbor's emotional experiences. I am drawn to the action words of the statement. It doesn't say, feel bad for those who are mourning. It says literally, cry with them. Have the same emotion they are having with a passion, one that brings forth tears. This is a powerful teaching Paul is trying to get across to the church in Rome and ultimately to all Christians. We are all called to show grace and love to hurting people, even when we can only guess at how they feel. But the true depth of empathy is achieved through experience. That's what I was saying, experience. What have you experienced? What can you share with others? I always tell people, I want you on my show. Come on my show with me and give me your story. Tell me your story because if I can learn from someone else's story, then why not? Isn't it easier than going through the pain or suffering on your own? If I can learn from someone else, why not? Let's do it. And everyone listening and watching, I'm live. (laughs) So much fun. Anyway, Uh, You know, we all have a story, don't we? We all have a story. And I don't know everybody's story, but every time I sit down and I have a conversation and someone starts telling me their story, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of their story. And it really, you know, by knowing a person or getting to know a person, you can see how 
that story has really created this person. And it's really a fun experience and a journey. It takes a brave person to pray for empathy, braver than me. But God allows experiences in my life that teach me this gift. Trials in our lives have many purposes. It took a long time of walking with the Lord and studying his word for me to discover the lessons hidden in my own hardships. That is so true. They are often for our growth, to teach us reliance on God, to draw us back or closer to our Savior, or to give us empathy for our neighbor. Would I choose to go through the fire so I can better understand the trials of others? Hmm, probably not. But trouble in this life is guaranteed. Jesus says in John sixteen thirty three, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the word you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. We are told not to be surprised by trouble. It is coming, but as Christians, we can turn pain into beauty as we use our troubles to serve God. You're tuning in to the Sue Free Show right now, and we are live on Facebook, which is a first. Well, second, maybe third. Anyway, it's really fun. And also, uh, this radio show goes from San Diego all the way up to Paso Robles, it's syndicated, it's on different Salem communication stations, and I'm just thankful and grateful to be part of this whole thing. A higher calling. Do you think that you have a higher calling? What would the world look like without empathy? Very ugly, dark, and satanic. Many events in history come to mind. I'm not going to get into all of that right now. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for that you might follow in his steps. The New Testament is full of writing on the subject of suffering. It is just a part of our reality. God uses our suffering to reach a hurting world. As Christians, we have a higher calling. We have been bought at a price and are no longer our own, but humble servants to our King. The greatest commandments are to love our Lord with all our hearts, minds, and souls, and to love others as ourselves. In a world rampant with selfishness, vanity, bullying, and greed, God offers a better way. We are, after all, his hands and feet, and what better way to represent our Lord and serve others than with a gift of empathy? The word empathy has roots in the ancient Greek word empatheia, meaning passion. I love that. This show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. So you're getting both passion and connection by having empathy. You also get purpose if you think about it. Because aren't we here to serve one another and to love one another? And what better way to do that than to understand what they're going through as much as we can, understand why they are the way they are. Isn't that just part of the whole picture? In relationships, isn't that a must? Isn't it a must? to seek to understand the other person. In my relationship, I can remember back where they're saying, oh yeah, you just, you just want me to just agree with you. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to agree with me. I just want you to value my opinion and at least hear me out. I want you to just understand where I'm coming from and why I feel the way I do. Then you will have the ultimate decision, but I just want you to take the time and, and just you know value me enough to understand how I feel and what I think and why I think that. And don't we all just long for that? Don't we truly just all long for that? It is more than standing by and shaking our heads in sympathy. It's jumping into someone's grief, 
and hurt, shedding tears and sharing the truth and hope of Jesus Christ. Empathy opens doors into another soul, gives us opportunities to encourage and strengthen someone's faith, or most importantly, point a lost soul toward eternity. I love that. So last week, just a side note, I talked about dinner with Susie because there were... um, there was a suggestion that I have a dinner with me, and I think it's kind of fun. Who, li- who doesn't like to eat? And I like to try out new places. So I had five people after last week's show say, I want to go, I want to go. And I'm like, that is so great. So I want to know from you where we should have this. What restaurant and where? Should it be Glendale, Pasadena? Should it be in Orange County, San Diego, or all of the above? We'll just pick a night and we'll just do it. Once a month, once a quarter, I don't know. But it, it sounds like a lot of fun for me. And I want to hear your stories. I want to hear from you. And, you know, we can have a question and answer time, whatever. We can just make this your time to uh, sit around a table and get to know each other at a, a deeper, a more, I don't know, intimate level, which I'm always in for. So where, when, topic, do we want a special guest to come? And who would that be if you want a special guest? Who, who would you like to have be there with us? And I want to right now take a little commercial break to say that uh, if you have not visited the SueFreeze.com site, SueFreeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Hi, Chet. Love the magazine. The magazine is great. Oh, my gosh. New magazine just came out, and it's very exciting. And I'm on the front cover, and I'm so excited about it. I can't even stand it. It's wonderful. Anyway, so uh, the SueFreeze site has a lot of things to offer. One is the IMs. The IMs are something that helps you understand who you are from Christ's point of view. And it's really great. It really is a wonderful thing because there's so many people in this world telling us that we're nothing or we're dirt or we, we're just never going to amount to anything or, you know, just I can remember some of those things being said to me as a child. And, and as a child, we receive them. But then we become adults and we say, you know what? I'm not listening to that voice anymore. I'm not going to listen to those words being spoken over me anymore because those aren't truth. That is not truth for me anymore. So um, that is there for you, and it's free. Just go there, and you can download. It's three pages of IMs. And then there is a tile, the second tile over, that is the affirmation IMs that um, there's video there, and you can watch the video, and it explains more about, about all of that. Then there is an opportunity. Now, this is a new page for me on the website, and this is a page where people have said, Sue, I want to know what you use. I want to know what you drink every day, what you eat, what, uh, what makeup you use, um, what products you use. So I decided to put all of those together, and most of those are multi-level. Now, I know some people are totally against multi-level, and that's fine. You can stop listening now. It's okay. But if you're interested, um, I kind of believe that business, you know, I'm running a business, and it's kind of multi-level if you think about it. There's the president, and there's vice president, and there's, you know, the key staff, and then there's the work worker and people that go out there on the front line and, and take care of the customers. So you have all these different levels, right? There's levels. My organizational chart just looks like the same thing as a multi-level uh, program. It's It's kind of the same type of thing. And What's nice about multi-level is the person that, the, the technician, can actually earn more than the person that signed them up. So it's really kind of a nice, a nice way to make some extra money. And if it's products that you believe in and products that you use anyway, why not buy things at a discount? I am a consignment shopper. I like to buy at a discount. So I, I buy at Costco. I think I get value for my money. 
So um, it's there for you. So just go there and check it out. And if you have any questions, just connect with me. We will be back with more of the Sufris right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. Ah, this is the life, honey. A little rain, a little sun. And a delicious house to eat. Yeah, I love the taste of pine. Oh, Joey, is there anything better than being a termite? There is. Being a homeowner without termites like you. Hi, I'm Susan Fries, owner of Ecola Termite Services, California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, your home. Chances are they've already moved in. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising their kids. Thousands of hungry kids. We'll get rid of your unwelcome house guests quickly and conveniently. We use microwave, electric gun, and the Ecola heat process that effectively kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tinting. Call us at 1-800-332-BUGS. Joey, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, shocking too. Mother was right. You're a lousy provider. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about our lifetime renewable warranty. Call 1-800-332-BUGS. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring the show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, please connect with me, would you? I'd really like to hear from you. I really would. So... Uh, connect with me, and I can help you out with your advertising concerns. Uh, I know a little bit about that. Okay, so that being said, um, Learning to Breathe is a book that was written when I uh, shattered my right leg from a horse accident, and they weren't sure if I was going to be able to do anything. Um, I was in a wheelchair for six months, and during that time, I had a lot of time to just lay around and think and pray and believe that I was going to get totally healed and that my leg was going to be better than ever, and um, the healing every day. I was believing in healing every day, and I was getting better every day, and that's what I kept saying. And it's amazing because I did. I got better every day. And during this time, I took that time to be still and know that I am God, not me, but he is God. And also, I wrote a book about learning to breathe. And the book is about my son, who's Tyson, and he's 34 now, and he works with me in Ecola Termite Pest Services. He's He takes care of our fleet of 56 trucks, and he's an inspector, and he, he does my purchasing, and he's just so wonderful, and I appreciate him so much uh, helping me out so much. And it's just so nice to have my son working alongside me. Uh, and, and during this time when I was down and writing this book about the journey, uh, I just I felt there was such a need for people to understand more about asthma because one out of eight children have it and it's growing 
and uh, children are dying. They're dying of asthma. Even at this day and age, they're dying of asthma. And so it's very sad, and it's not something that's talked about too much, but it's becoming more and more and more. Part of that is because of the building materials. They don't breathe. Part of it is we don't understand what's causing it, so therefore we we don't avoid it or minimize it. So it's really important that we do those things. As mothers, I'm telling you to get the children tested. Um, find out what they're eating, uh, what they're allergic to. Get those things away. Don't don't give them that. I was talking earlier at another show I was on before this and talking about eggs, that my son was allergic to eggs. I didn't find that out until way later. But I was trying to feed him eggs when he was little. You know, I think that's a healthy food. You know, it's all in one. And um, he just never liked eggs. And luckily, I didn't force him to eat them because he was allergic to them. Uh, and I found that out later. And now, you know, he can't take flu shots and whatnot because there's an egg deri- derivative in flu shots. So, you know, it's good to know that your children have uh, allergies and you need to know what those are. Um, wash your pillows every three months. I'm, wash them, put them in the dryer every three months and uh, purchase new ones because um, it's a good thing to do. Anyway, uh, wood floor or uh, car- less than less carpet and more like hard floors is better for that. And that's just a side note. Uh, if you buy the book, when you buy the book, go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, there is a, you know, a place where you can purchase the books. Um, and I'll sign it and uh, you get it at a discount. You can go to Amazon and buy it all too, too if you want to. So Sunday I was at church uh, with my with my friend Steve. And we hadn't been in church for a while and it, it just felt like home. It felt so good. Uh, to go there and to worship, great worship team, and just just really wonderful to get into that realm of uh, his presence with other believers. And um, he was talking about empathy. So I started with empathy, and I'm going to continue on with empathy because I just, uh, a light bulb went on for me. Because people say to me, you know, Sue, how do you, how do you, Profess, you know, what do you think is the key for you for success? What's the key to success for you? And I think there's more than one key to success for me. It's my choices every minute of every day, you know, what I choose to do with my time, what I choose to do as far as what I speak, what I eat. I think all those things are really important. Um, where I spend my time is really important. But another thing is, is, uh, you know, just, um, Caring about my employees and understanding, trying to get to know them a little bit. I, um, As we're growing, it's becoming more difficult for me to have the kind of relationships I had early on. And I know that there's something lacking when that happens. And so I really have to have my key managers help me with this because there's 85 employees now. And it's just way too much for me to be personal with every single person at the level in which I was before. So... It's a, it's a growing pain, and it is a pain, uh, but it's a necessity because the empathy part is what I think is one of the biggest things that's created the success for Ecola is um, meeting people right where they are. And, uh, you know, we might not go through exactly the same experiences, but to be able to be there and be present and to be, um, you know, it, as much as we can understand Try to understand what they're going through. I think that's really important. So empathy, the capacity for connection, and it leads to understanding. So I'm going to read from this. Uh, you know, you get this little 
piece of paper that comes for the service, and I keep these because I write my little notes. And it's the notes that they actually fill in the blanks to keep you awake. But also, um, you know, it's been proven that if you if you listen, you read, and you write, you remember more. So I do all those things because I want to remember more. I, I really want to get the most out of the time I'm spending there. Why don't I get the most out of every minute, right? That's what it's about, get the most out of every minute. So renew the character of great relationships. And here's what it says. It says God's vision is renewal. Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Colossians 3.10. So what does that mean? Put on the new self. When I talk about the I am's, that's putting on the new self. It's understanding who you are from Christ's point of view. So go there and get it. It's free. Character is critical. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That's Colossians 3.12. Gee, Colossians. I think we need to go to Colossians and learn more about how to be a good person and be a godly person. It sounds like it's a good place to go. Anyway, so character is critical. You know, I have a side note. Uh, On Friday, I went to uh, one of my tenants who hasn't paid me rent in a while. And I went there because they hadn't called me and told me any sob story. I I didn't hear anything. I didn't know what was going on. All I knew is I was not getting rent. So I've got a mortgage to pay, and I'm not getting rent. So um, I actually went there, and I got a phone number, and I called the person that wasn't on my lease agreement, but he happens to be living in the house. And I'm like, okay, who are you? And in talking to him, I said, you know, you need to either pay me the rent or you need to get out of the house. And I had already gone to Ventura and I had uh, got an attorney and whatnot. And he says, well, you just need to follow the process. And I went, oh, so you've been through this before. This is something you do because you understand there is a process. So this isn't the first time that you've done this, which infuriated me because he wasn't the one that signed the agreement with me. And I'm not able to talk to that person. So it's kind of strange. Um, Not real great, but... Anyway, as I said to him, you need to pay or get out. He says, well, you you know, I know that you're on a Christian station and you're not acting very Christian right now. And I'm like, you're going to throw that card at me right now? Really? And I just could not believe that this guy and, he, and I said, you know, I'm not yelling. I'm not cussing. So what is it non-Christian about me asking you to pay rent or get out of the house? What's non-Christian about that? I, I don't understand that. Because being a good steward with your money would mean that, you know, if you make an agreement, you you pay, you you keep your word. That's the Christian thing to do. So I knew I wasn't going to get anywhere with this guy. And so I have hired an attorney and I have to file and I have to do all this stuff. It's going to cost me $1,000 to get this person out of my house that I, I just, it, it is amazing to me that this is going on. And, you know, I've learned some lessons here, which, you know, that's what it's about, I guess, learning lessons. But I wish I didn't have to learn this lesson. It's really kind of a tough one. And I just redid the entire place. I just put new floors and painted and did all this. I know it's going to be a mess when I get it back. I'm just sorry about that. So maybe he's listening right now. Richard, are you listening right now? Because if you are, you know, maybe you just need to be a Christian yourself and quit throwing rocks when you're living in a glass house. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe you need to pay or get out. Just saying. The greater the character, the deeper the relationship. Do you understand what that's saying right there? This, it's number three. The greater the character, the deeper relationship. Character is created by choices. 
characters created by choices. No man is born with character. We make our own character. That's Oswald Chambers. And right here, I put in parentheses my own handwriting for our own little note, is trust is a track record. And that kind of goes right alongside with character is created by choices, right? Trust is a track record. If you want people to trust you, like I trusted the person that I went into an agreement with, you have to abide by the agreement and you have to keep your word, right? Otherwise, the trust is broken. If you become untrustworthy, then you lose the relationship and your character is blown. And, you know, all that whole thing is blown. You, you are no longer at that level anymore. You can be great all the time and mess up one time and it messes up everything, doesn't it? You're listening to The Sue Free Show. And I'm right here in KKLA 99.5 FM. And if you're listening in San Diego or Ventura or Paso Robles or Santa Maria or Santa Barbara, wherever. And 98.3 FM in Ventura is the word now. I love it. Character takes time. Isaiah 613. Thanks for that, Kevin. So I'm just, uh, you know, kind of putting my, my little notes in here, too. Um, why is it so important? Empathy creates the capacity for connection. I talked about that earlier, didn't I? Is that you can relate on a different level. The fine art of relationships requires the ripeness of two other emotional skills, self-management and empathy. With this base, the people skills ripen. These are the social competencies that make for effectiveness in dealing with others. Deficits here lead to ineptness in the social world or repeated interpersonal disasters. There's a book written, and the title is Emotional Intelligence. If you haven't read it, it's a good one to read. I'm going to buy it because I have not read it, and I want to buy it because my pastor says it's a good book to read. And it's by Daniel Goleman, and he's talking about emotional intelligence, self-control, empathy. Empathy is the ability to read, relate, and respond well to the thoughts and feelings of others. Empathy combines our abilities to read or analyze and relate or sympathize. Empathy is putting yourself in the shoes of another person and looking out at the world through that person's glasses. And that is a statement from Seven Secrets of a Healthy Dating Relationship. How many times, think about this, how many times have you been in a conversation, and it's one that's really kind of important, and you're expressing yourself, you're expressing how you feel, what you think, and you can tell that the person you're delivering this message to is not really listening and not really hearing you. They are so busy coming up with a defense or coming up with a response or coming up with something because they are more interested in being understood than understanding you. Have you ever been there? You're shaking your head right now. Aha, uh-huh, yes, you have. And how, how successful is that conversation really? How successful is it? So I haven't always been good at this. And I think that as relationships kind of go downhill, as they start to dwindle, that it becomes more and more difficult 
to try to understand the other when you feel so misunderstood yourself. That was my, that was what happened with me is I, I just got to the point where it was just, it, it got to be impossible. Empathy says, if I were you, I would act as you do. I understand why you feel the way you feel. And this is interesting names. Dr. Les and Leslie Parrot. Isn't that funny? Les and Leslie Parrot. Saving your marriage before it starts. I'm going to buy this book for my children. I'm going to buy it because I think it's really good. I, I think this is so important and imperative for a relationship to work and be successful. Empathy. Connect. How can we grow? We need to embrace its value. So if you don't think empathy is important and you can't grasp trying to understand another person and where they're at, right where they're at, it means getting in touch with your emotions. And sometimes people are incapable of doing that, aren't they? It's too painful sometimes for people to get in touch with their emotions. And that's sad because we do need to be able to. And women seem to be, it's a little easier for women than men. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe because God created men to go out and be hunter, be tough, bring in the bacon. And the women are home to nurture their children. You know, that's the normal story and the the way the creation started. So I'm going to keep reading here. It says, it doesn't matter whether your business is creating computer software, selling books, serving food in a restaurant, building houses, or designing airplanes. The key to success is understanding people. Jim says, I'm not like John. I didn't grow up with an orientation toward people. He took Dale Carnegie courses while he was still in high school and went off to college knowing he would be in a people job. I went to Purdue University and studied aeronautical engineering. By the time I finished with my bachelor's degree, I thought there were two keys to success in any job, hard work and technical skills. It never even occurred to me that people skills had any value. I entered my first job ready to work and loaded with technical knowledge. Purdue had given me a first-rate education, and I had always believed in working hard. But it didn't take me long to realize that success in business means being able to work with people. I found that to be true, not only professionally as an engineer, a consultant, and an entrepreneur, but in every aspect of living, whether I was interacting with my family, working with one of my kids, teachers, or socializing with friends. The ability to understand people is one of the greatest assets anyone can ever have. It has the potential to positively impact every area of your life. This is from John Maxwell, most of you know who that is, and Jim Dornan, Becoming a Person of Influence. That's really good. I I don't think I have that book either. I think I'm going to get that book too. So I starred this for some reason, so I'm going to read it with you. Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. As God chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Again, Colossians 3, 10 and 12. Colossians 3, 10 and 12. Everyone is born with the capacity to empathize, but we don't always tap into our capacity for empathy. Because it takes effort. And it does, doesn't it? First of all, we have to be present and we have to be willing, right? You have to be present and you have to be willing. And then you have to feel. 
To be empathetic, you have to be in touch with your feelings. And sometimes it's painful and maybe you don't want to go there. Maybe you have your protective measures up and you, it's just you can't go there. And if that's the case, ask yourself this. Is there healing undone for you? Is there something that hasn't been completely healed for you? And if that's the case, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? I'm hoping that you go to God and ask him to reveal what you need to have revealed and to be healed for what you need to be healed. And I'm a poet and didn't know it. How about that? Practice authenticity. Experience has taught me that I connect best with others when I connect with the core of myself. That's exactly what I was talking about, right? Empathy builds on self-awareness. The more open we are to our own emotions, the more skilled we will be in reading feelings. People who have no idea what they feel themselves are at a complete loss when it comes to knowing what anyone else around them is feeling. They are emotionally tone deaf. And that's from the Emotional Intelligence book, Daniel Goleman. Learn to listen. Really listen. If I were to summarize in one sentence the single most important principle I've learned in the field of interpersonal relationships, it would be this. Seek first to understand. Oh, look at that. Then to be understood. This principle is the key to effective interpersonal communication. Seek first to understand. Involves a very deep shift in paradigm. We typically seek first to be understood. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. They're either speaking or preparing to speak. Very few of us ever practice the highest form of listening. Empathetic listening. Empathetic listening gets inside another person's frame of reference. You look out through it. You see the world the way they see the world. You understand their paradigm. You understand how they feel. Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of highly effective people. That one I have read. It's a great book. I recommend it. It is impossible to overemphasize the immense need we have to be really listened to, to be taken seriously, to be understood. No one can develop freely in this world and find a full life without feeling understood by at least one person. Be that one person. Follow Jesus. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Ezekiel thirty six twenty five twenty seven. A couple things I want to read. I don't want to run out of time, so I'm going to get this in right now. Uh, this is on another one of my uh, little lessons from the church, and I, I wrote this in as a scripture. I really, uh, right now, I have two things that I'm working on, and one is memorizing more scriptures. So I have an index book that I'm putting scriptures on that I want to memorize, and so I'm reading them on a regular basis until I get the address and the memorization of the scripture in my brain and in my heart because I want to refer back to these things when I'm in need of them for myself or for others. And so I'm working on that. And so this one is memorize the scripture. And here's what it says. And this is a prayer I have for you, listener, right now. You ready? Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is real. 
just know that it is real. And that is my prayer for you today, listener, and I'm so thankful. I want you to connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and and connect with me. Tell me if you want to be. There's five people have already said, I want to go, I want to go. I want to see you. I want to meet you. I want to hear your story, and I want to get to know you on an intimate level. And I hope you want to get to know me. I know you know me more than I know you because I'm doing the talking right now. So I want to get to know you on a, on a, on a deeper level. So please help me do that, would you? And now I'm going to read from Jesus Calling. Come to me for rest and refreshment. The journey has been too much for you, and you are bone weary. Do not be ashamed of your exhaustion. Instead, see it as an opportunity for me to take charge of your life. Remember that I can fit everything into a pattern for good, including the things you wish were different. Start with where you are at this point in time and space, accepting that this is where I intend you to be. You will get through today one step, one moment at a time. Your main responsibility is to remain attentive to me, letting me guide you through many choices along your pathway. This sounds like an easy assignment, but it is not. Your desire to live in my presence goes against the grain of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Much of your weariness results from your constant battle against these opponents. However, you are on the path of my choosing, so do not give up. Hope in me, for you will again praise me for the help of my presence. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Romans 8.28. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Work on being more empathetic to those you come in contact with. God bless. Ah, It's that time of the year when... Bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.